Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. How many of you, by a show of hands, have ever been frustrated with emails, interruptions, or meetings? Let me just see your hands nice and high. Okay, so that's 100% of the room. So let's fix it. This is the most powerful idea ever on productivity. And it is mastering the art of selection and deselection. Selection and deselection. It's founded upon something that you have heard already six times at Sales Mastery. Uh, It is founded upon something that you have heard maybe a hundred, maybe a thousand times in your career. It is founded upon something that I might add additionally, you know, but you don't pay attention to. And what it is founded upon is never, ever, 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 ever going to change. So if you plan on being in this business tomorrow and next week and the week after and the week after that and the week after that and the month after that, you got to get this today. And I'm going to blow up your traditional thinking about what you already know that you've heard a thousand times, but that almost everybody in this room doesn't execute on. Are you ready? Are you ready? You have heard about the 80-20 rule. At a very high level, the 80-20 rule says, if I have 10 real estate agents, two of those agents could produce 80% of my total book of business. But the reason that's not happening is because I'm spending 80% of my time on 80% of the agents that on their best day with a tailwind would only provide 20% of my total business. If I'm a branch manager, the 80-20 rule says, that if I have 10 loan officers in my branch, two of those loan officers could actually do 80% of the branch performance, but the reason why they haven't forexed their business yet is because I'm spending 80% of my time with 80% of the loan officers that on a good day with a tailwind will only be responsible for 20% of the business. The 80-20 rule says in task management that there might be 10 things I'm involved in on any given day Two of those things could actually be responsible for 4Xing my business, but the reason that's not happening is because I'm spending 80% of my time on the 80% of the tasks that on their best day with a tailwind and a little luck could only produce 20% of my loan volume and my results. And the 80-20 rule, you don't get this like you need to get it, applies to everything. 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 And I want to show this to you and prove it for you. So I have some stats for you that are six weeks old. You've seen Tom's, Tom Ferry's stats on income for agents in America. Selection and deselection is about choice. It's about choosing. It's about selecting the best, deselecting the rest, and ideally deselecting before you ever select so you don't have to deselect after you've selected because that is a waste of time. 
So according uh, to NAR, these are the 2013 sales stats for every licensed real estate agent in America. 32% of licensed, licensed agents last year did not close a transaction. So we obviously want to what? Select or deselect? Yeah, we would deselect that right out of the blocks, right? Interesting that 28% produced only 5% of the total transactions. This is scary stuff. 16% produced up to 10% of the business. 12% produced up to 25% of the business. Listen to this. 88% of real estate agents in America are only responsible for up to 25% of the transactional value, volume. And when we continue to dig deep, we find out that 8% produced 26 to 50% of the total transaction volume in America, and we find out that 4% produce 51% of the business. So the theme you have heard, and the theme that we'll continue to build on, and that you'll see as we roll our way through Saturday, is it's not about everyone. It's about, clearly, the right one. And what you have to do is get very, very organized around the concept of how you're targeting, who you're working with, deselecting people right now that you know are unproductive, selecting more of the right people that are productive, and taking this idea as far as you humanly can. And I promise you, it'll redefine your life forever. So what's it look like? You gotta get more from less. I've been talking about this for 18 years, and in the population of 1,000 loan officers, they are trying to get more from more. So let's say there's 60 real estate agents in a marketplace, or 60 agents in a real estate office, and um, you've heard this 80-20 thing for your whole career, and you're really starting to ask yourself, do I own that? I mean, am I really executing on the 80-20 rule? Let me just ask, I want to do a little quick research here, and truth, authenticity, and vulnerability are the hallmarks of sales mastery. How many of you know about the 80-20 rule, but you could have done or should do a much better job using it in who you're targeting and doing business with? Let me see your hands nice and high. Okay, man, this is great. 100% of the room, give or take a hand. So you walk out of here and you go, you know what, for the rest of my life, I am not going to avoid this rule. I'm going to apply it everywhere in my life, but let's just talk about agent relationships. So the smart person says, you know what, 80-20, it's the way to go, so I'm going to 80-20 this group of 60, and I'm going to find out there are 12 people in that group of 60 that I really, really want to do business with. 12. Not 48 others, but only 12. Now, if you did that, it appears to me by your previous show of hands that that would be more than you have done in your career. Would you be a lot further ahead? Would you rather have 60 loans from 60 agents, or would you rather like to have five loans from 12? <clears throat> okay, so now you're getting the, the gist. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say, you know what? If the 80-20 rule really works, I'm gonna pick the best 12 I can find, okay? And I am going to make sure that I know what I'm looking for, I'm gonna make sure I don't settle for second best, I'm gonna make sure I find the absolute best.
And with the exception of the third grouping, when you get the deck, who might be able to move up to the top two categories, nobody I do business with will not be in the 4% or the 8% category. Does this make sense? Here's where it gets exciting. If you really believe in this and you really start to understand it, what you do is you 80-20 the 80-20. So I've got my 12 and now I'm gonna say, you know what? There's my new 80-20. So what I've now just done is created a 64-4 rule. I got two and a half of the best 12, but the two and a half in the 12 could be really, really, really good. If I gave them what? More time, more attention, more value, more strategy, more of me. And you might cruise along, you might realize, gosh, I've got one agent giving me 10 deals a month. And the other two agents are giving you maybe six deals a month. And so you kind of go, hmm, if this 80-20 rule worked once, and now it's working twice, maybe it'll work a third time. So you 80-20 the 80-20, which is the 64-4, and you 80-20 the 64-4, and you now have the 52.02, and you find that Sherry is your go-to, you triple down on Sherry, you give number uh, two and then number two and a half most of your other time, and then the rest of your top 12, nine and a half, are gonna get the rest of your minimal time because you don't wanna spend big time on little producers. And you go deep. Now, what ends up happening is when people see this, they go, that's a little risky. Well, it's only risky if you're not paying attention to that agent. It's only risky if you don't have 11 others that can still support your business. It's not risky at all as a strategy if you are paying attention to it. It's, it, was, uh, it was very cool when I was a young originator. I, uh, I found this article in the library by um, Andrew Carnegie, and it was called his essay on life. And some of you have heard me talk about this in boot camp. But in his essay, he talked about one of the keys to business success was when you're involved in commerce, put all of your eggs in one basket, which is totally contrarian to the way that we think, and it is totally risk-inducing versus risk-avoidant, right? Most of us don't get excited about the idea that I'm going to give everything I got to one person. The number three thing, and by the way, he was the Bill Gates of two centuries ago. Put all your eggs in one basket, dot, 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 and watch the basket. That's from an industrialist worth billions of dollars in today's money. And you're gonna watch what starts to happen as we roll through this. This is gonna blow your mind. And if you do this right, you could wake up, wake up every day for the rest of your life and be the happiest person on the planet by following this principle. Let's say it uh, relates to time. You know, we've got time as an issue, right? And so we look at everything we have to do during the day and we look at all the tasks that are involved in our day and we, we realize that we can't make any more money unless we really get our head around our time. So everything starts in the lower right-hand corner by taking a look at where your time is going. 
taking a look at deconstructing the day, taking a look at using five minutes out of every hour to evaluate 55 minutes, which you've heard before. It is about looking at what has to happen. Bar none, we call it non-negotiable, but bar none to make your business plan work. And so the only thing on here, really, that is about making your business work is how many times are you picking up that receiver and calling somebody. Not emailing, ineffective, okay? Not direct marketing, I'm okay with it if Tom Ferry is, but it's not gonna get the influence you want. I wanna call people and I want the people I call to be one-to-one -one referrals. The key to lead generation is make calls to people to whom you have been referred. To build on Callum's point, you know, it's so much easier to, to work with people you've served once than it is to go out and find somebody new. So if I got somebody that loves me, they're gonna help me find somebody who loves me and that, that person's gonna help me find somebody that loves me. And when you apply the 80-20 rule to your database, which I'll show you in just a second, it's gonna blow your mind. But if I don't have enough stuff to cause the call to be made, if I don't have enough buyers to call, if I don't have enough real estate agents maybe to set an appointment with, I gotta figure out how to get those. And I don't get those by cold calling, and I don't get those by doing mailers, and I don't do, get those by wandering around. I get those by tripling down on a relationship. One, I mean, if I have a relationship and I triple down on that relationship, and that relationship is the right relationship, what will it cause to have happen? I will get more and more people to call. So the million dollar math model is fairly straightforward. If I've got the right relationships um, and I build a business plan the right way, I arrive at a point where I need 80 borrowers a month to have a conversation with. The one thing you should do is figure out which relationships can produce 80 borrower calls a month. Now I could have two realtors at 40 each. I could have four realtors at 20 each. I could have 10 realtors at eight each. I can mix it up any way I want, but get as far focused as you can on triple down, triple down, 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 narrow, narrow, narrow. And if I have 80 borrower conversations a month, and I'm good like Jim McMahon, or I'm good like Linda Davidson, or I'm good like Callum Ross, or I'm good like Denise Donahue? Am I good like Kelly Marsh, and I'm good like Cody Hardridge? They stood up here and told you that nine out of 10 people they talk to apply and close. So if your number is 80 buyers a month, and you're only at a 75% conversion rate, what does that work out to? 60 borrower conversations a month. And if 90% of those app, it's 54 apps. And if 90% of those close, it's 48 closings. How much money would you be making every single stinking month if you were funding 48 loans? Hands up if it would be more. Just let me see this real quick. Okay, but instead, what do you do? You triple down on stuff that doesn't make money. That's the problem. This may shock you, 
but the 80-20 rule applies to email. Eight out of every 10 emails are a waste of time. Only two out of every 10 might make you money. That is powerful for you to get your head around. Why, if you could be worth $2,000 an hour, would you spend an hour during the day figuring out which eight emails don't matter? You wouldn't. Okay, so let's say I'm in charge of finances for the city of Palm Desert, okay? I'm the city finance manager. And um, there's a petition that we've got some potholes due to the storms. We've got to get those potholes fixed. And I'm in charge as the city treasurer of deciding how the funds are going to be spent. So I was hanging out in the hallway and heard this guy, Todd, talk about the 80-20 rule. And I say, as a city manager, maybe I should figure out what the 80-20 rule looks like before we spend any money. It would be a very good idea, right? And so as the city treasurer, I 80-20 the road system in Palm Desert. And if I 80-20 the road system, what I find out is that 20% of the roads carry 80% of the traffic. I don't want to spend any money on any of the roads that are only on their best day with a tailwind going to carry 20% of the traffic. Not going to do it. And if I think this way, I will get a 16 to 1 ROI on my return. 16 to 1. But I really want to do well. I want to be reelected. I want to spend our money wisely. So I 80-20 the 80-20, and I come up with a 64-4. What this tells me is that, you know what, 4% of the roads actually carry 64% of the traffic. So I'm going to decide not to spend as much money on 16% of the roads that only give me a differential of 16% of the traffic. I'm going to double down. I'm going to spend more money on the smaller percentage of the infrastructure that still carry almost two-thirds of the traffic. And then I'm going to 80-20 the 80-20, and I'm going to come up with the 52.8 rule. And the 52.8 rule that says in Palm Desert, eight-tenths of 1% of the roads carry 52% of the traffic. So I want to spend more of my money on fewer of the roads that per dollar spent still impact the largest population of traffic. I get a 4,000 to 1 ROI if I think that way. And maybe one day I want to be mayor or governor, and so I 80-20 the 64-4, and then I 80-20 the 52.8, and I end up with the 40.2 rule, which means 2 tenths of 1% of the actual infrastructure carry 40% of the traffic. I get a 65,000 to 1 ROI. Now, if you applied that thinking to your business, for how many of you would that be a deeper, narrower focus than you've probably ever considered in your life?